This ESPN Chicago podcast is presented by 19 Crimes Wine. Six eight weeknights right here on ESPN 1000. It's Super Bowl week. Super Bowl 57 is on Sunday, Philadelphia and Kansas City. And that also means here on Black and Abdallah, it's Super Week. Super Week. Day two. Day two today. Our second installment of Soup will be had today. Well, my second installment of Soup. Yesterday was the tomato bisque from Pedorino's. Okay. Today... You'll have to stay tuned to find out. So you don't have this ready to go? You, no, you, I do. It's upstairs. I okay. just have to go heat it so up. So when, when were you planning on doing this? 7 o'clock when, That's 7, 7 o'clock is when so you're going to have your soup? So my plan is you have a read. Oh, here. Okay, yeah. You have a read at 645. Okay, all right. Thank and you. And so I'm going to go up at 645. Okay. And heat it up real quick and then come back down. Okay. I pre-bought the soup before I came to work today. You, you didn't think that this would be something we would lead the show with? I mean, it's 6 o'clock. It's a little early for soup, if you ask me. Oh, I thought you said earlier today it was A-block material. No, I said something else was A-block material. <laughs> we, uh, we secured a budget this year from Danny Zerman, our director of content. He has allowed Abdallah $40 mm-hmm. to buy soup for the week because last year it felt a little lazy. You just went with the fast food restaurants around us here yeah, in the I Loop. I funded it myself. And, well, I said this year, if you're going to do it, do it right. Spice it up a little okay. bit. Get some fancy soups. People are sending me soups from like all over the suburbs. You realize that we're downtown Chicago. We're State and Lake. Like I'm limited well, get a, to like a like a five block radius. No here. DoorDash. No Uber Eats. No, I'm not paying for delivery. I only have forty dollars. Okay, so and how many dollars do you have left? So yesterday's was uh, six dollars and fifty eight cents. Okay. And today's was today I have a paper receipt. So heading into today you have about thirty-three dollars. Thirty-three dollars. And today's was seven dollars and seventy-six cents. Okay, so we're down to twenty-six? Yeah, twenty-six ish dollars for okay. three three days. Three more days of soup for super yeah. week here on Black. I think and I might have to go into the uh my here's my okay, here's what I don't understand. Can I can I have a can I gripe for a second? Can I have a gripe? So here's here's what I'm finding, right? <laughs> I guess I'm finding that when I go to the website's menu, okay. right? So if I go to... The restaurants? Yeah, the restaurant. If I go to their website yeah. and I go to the menu and just look at the menu as if I'm about to go to the restaurant, okay. like a cup of soup was $8 at this one place I was looking at, okay? okay? And I was like, all right, I guess it's like a decent cup of soup. It was a chowder. And I was like, all right, chowder is better than chicken noodle. $8 is fine. So I go to click order online to see like what app it is that I need to use. So I figure out like how early I need to order. Like, do I need to go walk and get it? That kind of thing. And the cup of soup on there is $12. Hmm. And the bowl is more expensive too. It was $4 more expensive on the app to order pickup than it was to just, what, can I call the restaurant and get the restaurant price? Yeah. Well, yeah, you should order through the restaurant. That's, that's what I was going to do. That's the key. Yeah, that's why I went today on my way in and I went to the restaurant and I said, cup of soup. And they said, yes. And then I paid for it and okay. didn't pay. But why are you charging more on these other apps? It should be the same. That's how it always is. No, that's dumb. The, app, I look menus, at the, the app menus are not exactly what's at the menu if I at look, the restaurant. If I look at the restaurant price, should be the same 
as I understand, you got to charge for delivery and service fees and all that kind of stuff. But if a, if it's a twelve dollar burger on the website, it's a twelve dollar burger on Caviar. That's ridiculous. I want to ask you something about uh, Eagles and Chiefs Super Bowl Fifty Seven. I, I want to ask you this. Mm. I, I was thinking about this game earlier today, and as as I start to think, like, where am I going to gamble? What what team am I going to place a wager on this weekend? Who who is going to win this football game? As I started to think about this game, I had this thought in my head, and it, it kept uh, going to the forefront. And I want to know uh, what you think about this. Uh, if there is a blowout in this game, it will be Philadelphia blowing out Kansas City. What do you think about that? I agree. Okay, so so the assessment where you don't see an opportunity where Kansas City has a runaway victory in this matchup, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's it's basically, if you think Kansas City is going to win, it'll be a close game very late. And then Kansas City figures it out at the end. If there's a blowout in this contest, more than two scores, two touchdowns, 14 points, 17 points, it would be Philadelphia that runs away with this game. I saw this on the ringer yesterday. I thought this was an interesting stat. So the Eagles this season, they went 16-1. and when Jalen Hurts started games. Okay, 16-1. and one. Now, people have said, and the pushback on the Eagles getting to the Super Bowl has been about their schedule. People have said uh, they faced the easiest schedule in the NFL during the regular season. Now, that's true. From footballoutsiders.com, the Eagles did have the easiest schedule in the NFL this season. The Chiefs, by the way, were the fourth easiest. Mm-hmm. So the Chiefs and the Eagles, two very easy schedules, they both get to the Super Bowl. But when the Eagles faced off against playoff teams, this is from the ringer, they went 7-1 and one in those games against playoff teams during the regular season. And they had a point differential of 115, yeah. which is the most in all of football by 51. Mm-hmm. That's how much that the Eagles were blowing out the other teams that they played on their schedule that were playoff teams. When I say that, do you still consider it that, or does that just factor into the thought that I had that if there is a blowout in this game, it will be Philadelphia that runs away with it, and Kansas City will try and keep it close, and if Kansas City wins, it will be because of something that happens late where they are able to come ahead and, and win the football game for the Super Bowl. Well, I believe that if it's the Eagles, it's because their team is just overall better. Like, they might not have the best player on the field, but they have the better team overall on the field. And what I mean by that is, like, let's say the Eagles get the ball to start with, and they, have a, they run the ball more than anybody in the NFL. And let's say they just keep running and keep running and keep running and Jalen Hurts is good and he's making throws when he needs to and they go up 7 nothing on the first drive, right? Yeah. Then Mahomes comes out. They also have one of the best defensive lines in the NFL and they get to Mahomes and they aggravate that ankle. Even if they don't get aggravate that ankle, they just unleave. We've got a 7 nothing lead. We've got nothing left to lose. Let's just all out go after Mahomes and make him uncomfortable. They force a three and out or whatever. They get a punt. They get the ball back. Same recipe. Two, march down the field. Another long five-minute drive. And before you can think, it's 14 nothing uh, Eagles, right? Now, I'm not saying that Patrick Mahomes can't come back from that, but the Eagles are built and they've proven all year long when they go out to big leads like that, that throughout the game, the reason that they're one of the most 
run successful teams in the NFL is because they get up to big leads, like you mentioned that point differential, and then they just run the ball, and they run the ball. And Jalen Hurts can run the ball, so he keeps you honest, and keeps the defense honest, because if you decide to blitz a bunch of guys to try to stop the run, then he just will throw over those guys, and he'll keep the ball moving down the field, right? They've got playmakers galore. They've got Devontae Devontae Smith. They've got uh, A.J. Brown. They've got everybody. They've got great playmakers all over the field. They have one of the best offense. They have the best offensive lines in the NFL. So to me, it's I wouldn't be surprised because also, if you look at the gambling aspect, right now, 60% of the money and 60% of the bets are all on the Eagles. And everybody's like, oh, well, the Sharps are on the Chiefs. Okay, a couple Sharps might be on the Chiefs. But 60% of the money, yeah, it's heavy money is still on the Eagles. And there's a reason that it's been about a week since this line finally settled and hasn't moved yet. Even though you keep seeing like these... Oh, well, this person put $100,000 on the Chiefs' money line, and this person put... The, like it, it hasn't moved in about a week. You mean Mattress Todd hasn't made his play yet? No, Mattress uh, Phil has not made his play yet, <laughs> and if he does, go against it. Uh, um, the Eagles right now in FanDuel, they're the favorite in this game uh, by a point and a half at minus 110. So the Eagles are the favorite... And uh, I saw the stat, and I was thinking to myself as I tried, because, like, usually a part of what goes into trying to figure these games out, and you you know me pretty well when it comes to this, is when it comes to football and gambling, being a contrarian certainly helps in the NFL. Most teams are all about average. Uh, There's a few teams that are much better than the others. But for the most part, when you gamble week to week in the NFL, everyone's about average. So if you're getting points or you have a quarterback in a in a good spot, getting a lot of points or whatever it may be uh, going against uh, the, the, the stream and what everyone else is picking does have its benefits when you're gambling on the NFL. I don't know, though. I feel like there's a lot of momentum and a lot of information, especially a stat like this. The Eagles, when they played against playoff teams this season with Jalen Hurts as their quarterback, they're 7-1, and and they had a point differential of 115. Uh, and that's 51 points more than the next best team in that situation. That flat out means that they were just dismantling other teams that made the playoffs. That is pretty impressive, and I think that's mm-hmm. where if you say they had an easy schedule, I'm not sure about that because they tore apart teams. I feel as if we could be sitting here on Monday hosting this show talking about how this Eagles team went start to finish as one of the best teams we've seen throughout an entire NFL season just based on all the data that has been suggested to us. The defense is great. The offense is great. They, they just take apart other good teams and like the contrarian in me would be i want to i want to root for kansas city this weekend go like i know i know when i sit down on sunday to enjoy the game i'm gonna hope that mahomes is otherworldly and has a great game and kansas city wins i know that that's how i'm going to root but my head is telling me like don't be stupid the eagles are by far the better team yeah, That's just how I feel right now. I, I I think when I sit down, I'm rooting for the Eagles. I know I'm rooting for the Eagles in this situation. I just look at the numbers like you do, and I this team is better than right. like I know that they have Patrick Mahomes. I get it. I'm not discounting what Patrick Mahomes is doing and what him that connection between him and Kelsey. I'm not ignoring that. But throughout the year, we've been on record as saying the Eagles are better than the Chiefs. So why would I change it for one game? Like we've always said, like through five up, five down that we do every week, 
saying the Eagles are better. They, like, they're both top five. Yeah, but they but were the, number The Eagles were number one for both of us for at least over half of the season. Exactly. So why would I differentiate from there now? Because if I say one team is better than the other team, I'm saying that if they met, that one team would beat the other team. So I'm saying that I believe the Eagles are going to win this game. Black and Abdallah, if you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. It's Super Week. That's right, Super Bowl 57 Sunday. We're talking football with you. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Andrew Bartlett, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Andrew? What's up, boys? How's it going tonight? Good, man. What's going on? Awesome. Um, not much. I just had a question about... Um, uh, the uh, Keenan Allen, I, I saw that he was rumored to uh, potentially be cut or traded by the Chargers due to uh, cap issues, uh, issues with the uh, salary cap. Um, I just had two questions. One, do you guys think, uh, would you, do you think you would take, obviously he's an upgrade over the Bears receivers, but would you take him for the money on the Bears? And two, do you think the Chargers need him, as in like Justin Herbert, do you think he needs them? I'll hang up and I'll hear, hear, I'll hear what you got to say. And shout out to my brother, uh, my best friend. One of my best friends, he's a Chargers fan, Nick Wolf. Uh, this question's for him. So uh, have a good night, boys. Shout out. There you go, Andrew, with the shout out and the good question. We're talking football with you here on ESPN 1000. Well, first of all, with Keenan Allen, uh, he'll be 31 next year. Mm-hmm. Under contract with the Chargers, if the Chargers cut him before June 1st, they would have about a $7 million dead cap hit. Oof. Uh, but they would save about $15 million of cap space. Okay. So that's where Andrew is, uh, where the rumors are out there that it's possible that if the Chargers want to move uh, some money and free up some spots, that that could be a spot. I would say, though, with Justin Herbert, you would still want Keenan Allen in the mix, right? Like, at 31, yeah. I think Keenan Allen can still play. So, you know, as a Bears fan, if he could be added, I, I would be for it. If he's the only wide receiver the Bears add in the offseason, I would say, well, the, they're not doing enough. You see what I'm saying? But if Keenan Allen was available and they could go after him and add him to a group that perhaps a, uh, a first-round draft pick, uh, maybe maybe someone else uh, through a trade or in free agency, then I would say, yeah, it's pretty good. I, I think Keenan Allen's been a very good player for quite some time in the NFL. Yeah, I, and he played only played in 10 games last year, but in those 10 games he had four touchdowns. He played in 16 games the year before that. He had uh, six touchdowns then, eight touchdowns the year before that. So he's around between six and eight touchdowns every single year the past like four or five years besides last year, which he had an injury. So I would say it depends on what the cost is, right? Like I want to see what they do in the draft first. I want to see what they do in free agency first before we're adding – 31-year-old wide receivers when they already have Mooney and Claypool and then presumably draft someone, maybe trade for T. Higgins. And like like at a certain point, like you're just replicating the same guy over and over again, right? I, I've always thought of uh, Keenan Allen as a uh, more productive version of Allen Robinson. Okay. Is, is that a fair way to kind of look at the, well, any, the skill set and the type of player? I always Any feel Allen like, Robinson was more productive than the Allen Robinson that was here the last time he was here. Yeah, but the like, last year I, I feel here. like they kind of make the same type of catches, the same type of like body control. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just Keenan Allen was more productive for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. He, he was like a better version 
of what we saw with Allen Robinson. So, like, I, I think that I would be for it. I just don't know how likely it is. And obviously, he would have to be released by the Chargers first for this to even be possible. That's a lot of money for him, though. $17 million? Yeah, but, I mean, Sigourney Ray as a, a number one slash two wide receiver. I know it's not a long-term answer, Yeah, but he certainly is better than Darnell Mooney. I'd rather spend the money, take some whatever money you're going to pay him, and tr- trade and then sign T. Higgins. Yeah, I, I mean, that that yeah. idea, that would be the best idea, Yeah, I think. Mo in Frankfurt, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Hello Mo. Mo. Good evening, fellas. Oh, good evening. Thank you for taking my show. So... Um, I don't have that much for you guys today. I want to be quick. Okay, yeah. But I do have a... Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, uh, it's Tuesday. I never call on our Tuesdays. But I got... You know, you know, you're right, uh, Mo. I was looking at the schedule here of uh, callers, and you're, you're right. I don't usually see your call on a Tuesday. I never call on a Tuesday, but I call today. Okay. Hey, there was no football last weekend because uh, it was garbage. This uh what they called the uh, Pro Bowl game. What happened to the Pro Bowl? We didn't watch a Pro Bowl game? No, we had to watch some people throw footballs around. Okay, that's not cool. But anyways, so number one bum to the NFL for taking away the Pro Bowl. Wait, hold on. My- You're giving out bums now? Yeah, bum notes. Bum, bum notes. Is that like bum, bum. fights? <laughs> like, 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 like you're a bum. You yeah, no, saying? no. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just not like the uh, bum uh, of the uh, week, uh, right? Number one, Aaron Rodgers. Is the other bum, place. Right? crapping. Oh, wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> wrong place, right? Aaron Rodgers, number one, okay. number one okay. bum. Number one bum. Number one bum goes to Aaron Rodgers, okay? Right. And then um, <clears throat> Eddie from the north side, bum. Okay, well, that's all I have. So you're just calling out Eddie on the north side. All right. All right. Oh, I got okay. some more okay. people on here. I'm, I, hey, I'm starting a fight. That's why I called early, so maybe these guys can call back and oh, defend themselves. Okay. So you, you're calling out Eddie on the north side. He was on hold like 20 minutes ago, and he, he hung up the phone. Mm-hmm. So you're calling out Eddie on the north side. Who else is on your list? Bums of the week from Mo. Here we go. What else do you have? Mitch from Displains. You're bum. calling out Mitch. Mitch, you're a bum, bum. per mo. Bum. I love wow. that guy, too. I love that guy. But you know what? Calling people idiots on the radio. Bum. You know, Nick, bum. Nick is a good guy. You know, him going after Nick like that, he's a bum. Bum. Okay, so we got that Joey down. G. Joey G. Joey what do you, G. What do you have against Joey G? Eberflow. He called me out. He said my joke sucks. Well, you know what? Keep it to your mouth. Bum. Keep it Keep to it. your mouth. Keep it to your mouth. Keep it to your Eber mouth. Float. Okay, Joey G. You're going Bum. after Joey G. Bum. I still love all these guys. Like, you know, just but they're bums. But they're bums. They made your list. Bum of the week. Thank you so much. That's it. That's so, it? Oh, I got one more thing. Yeah. Chris. Yeah. Is Adam a robot? Yeah, I think he is. No. Yeah, I think I he think is. He's a robot. I think he is. You just see how he reads those. Uh, the I'm sitting duo? right here. You are a robot. Yeah. You're a robot, dude. There's no way you yeah. can read those things. There's from no FanDuel, way. Like the, yeah, you're too fast. Like you are blah 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 blah. Did you see? Did you see? Did you see? Did you see Buster Rhymes this weekend? Come on, it can be done. Too fast, robot. Uh, I love Buster Rhymes. Love okay. you. All right, Mo, I don't think you uh, awakened any of the beasts. I don't think any of them are calling, but thank you for uh, calling us. Thank you. Hey, 
Love you. All right, there you go. There's Mo in Frankfurt. Yep. So we called out Aaron Rodgers. Bum. The NFL. Bums. Mitchell and Desplains. Bum. Eddie on the north side. Bum. And Joey G. Bum. And he called me a robot. And you're a robot. All right. I don't know how I'm a robot. You are. Chase on the south side. Hello, Chase. I'm out of the way. What's up, Chase? No, what, sorry. What do you think of Moe's bum list? What, Chase, what do you think are you, of that? Are you sad today, I Chase? Know. Are you sad today? Is today a uh, sad day? Is today a sad day in the no. Chase household? Let him talk. No, it's happy day. Hey, 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 I'm <laughs> it's happy day. I'm telling, uh, I got a I got, I got some for you. I got a good one for you. Okay, so I heard, uh, uh, let's say you become a millionaire. You, you'd be the richest man in the world, but Mitch has to be the quarterback. Would you be okay? With, how would you feel about that? Oh, this is a Mitch call? What are you doing, Chase? So I can be the richest man in the world, but I have to watch a, my favorite team is quarterback by Trevisky. I'll, I'll take the money. I don't care. <laughs> what do I care? I used to- yeah, I'll take the money. Yeah, I'll take the money. Are you, you think I'm gonna, if I'm the richest person in the world, I'm going to be watching football no. on Sundays? You own the team. You don't pay any attention. You're the worst owner in the I, I league. Just, but just not, there. You have the I'm most not gonna money. Own, I'm not going to own the team. Okay, I'm listening to Waddle, Sylvie, Carm. And you're going to cross talk, and I'm just hearing him constantly bashing this. Like, well, he sucks. Doing, uh, He's not on a team anymore. He sucks. He got cut. The okay. Steelers okay. are done with him. He sucks. Okay, you remember? Okay, so you remember what Waddle said? If Mitch was uh, when uh, Mahomes was drafted by the Bears, he would have been ruined. What if Mitch was drafted by the Chiefs? Don't you think Mitch would have been would have been? Chase, just I'm not doing this. I don't, I don't care. After last night dealing with the LeBron lovers. You're, I, I just can't you're, deal with this. Chase, your topic says bulls and the trade deadline. Okay, okay. This is my thing, right? Why are y'all so busy talking about the bulls to trade everybody? Because Eastern Conference, I mean, if you look at the NBA standing, first of all, there's a lot of parity in the league, right? A lot of parity. Well, I mean, half the if league makes that, the playoffs, so. I mean, you know, I'm just saying, look at the Western Conference. It's a lot of mediocre teams in the in the West. They're, and, they're eleven. Sorry, first of all, I'm they sorry. don't they don't play in the West. They're eleven and a half games out in the, out of no, out of no, the first not, place I in the East. That. I know that. I'm they're not, one game I'm, under five hundred. I'm just saying the Eastern Conference outside Milwaukee and Boston. Who would you say right now outside those two teams? Who would you say are championship contenders? Philadelphia. I'm not sold on. I'm not Philadelphia. No, I'm not. They're not all that. Don't they think I beat Chase. Chase, don't look at it as championship contenders. Look at the teams that are better than the Bulls. The 76ers are better than the Bulls. The Cavs are better than the Bulls. The Heat are better than the Bulls. The Knicks, the Hawks are better than the Bulls. I don't know what the Nets are going to be by the time the trade deadline is over, so I'm not going to count them in there. But as of right now, all the teams I mentioned are better than the Bulls. I'm not being a hater. I love this Bulls team. I want them to win. I'm sick of watching a team either get to the first round and lose or not make the playoffs at all. It's dumb. Make some real moves. I don't have to be just because I just because I want the team to blow it up and make some moves doesn't mean I'm a hater. Okay, black black what? is a Zach Levine hater. No, Abdallah is a Trevisan Bulls hater. Realist. Yes, you, you, y'all, Abdallah, what did the Bulls do to you? Why do you hate the Chicago? They Bulls lose. So much? They haven't won crap <laughs> since Jordan left. What do you mean? What have they done? They haven't done anything. 
I mean, yes, the Bulls have been a horrible franchise over the last. Oh, the, but uh, but no, I gotta say that they're the greatest thing out of shot in the East, don't no, I? No, Just so I'm not man. a hater, Chase, huh? Just so no, I'm not I'm a not. hater, I gotta say that that <laughs> let's hope they can put it together. Hit no, the music I'm on him. Done with Chase. It. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Uh, you need one player for one game to win it all. You can pick either Michael Jordan or Mitchell Trubisky. Who are you going with? <laughs> You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. Beat the Spurs 128 to 104. They're in Memphis tonight. Face off against the Grizzlies in about 25 minutes. You know, the trade deadline is Thursday at 2 p.m. So the Bulls either have to decide what's going on uh, now or or wait. In, in heading into the season, Adam, the front office told us that continuity was the most important thing for the Chicago Bulls. As they head into tonight's game, they're 26 and 27. Uh, the Grizzlies are the second best team in the Western Conference. And at the moment, the Bulls are ninth in the East, uh, just ahead of the Pacers in 10th place and right behind the Atlanta Hawks. In eighth, the Bulls are actually only a half game out of the eighth spot where Atlanta sits heading into tonight's game. The Bulls will be without their best player tonight. Uh, DeMar DeRozan is out with right hip soreness. So DeMar DeRozan out. Alex Caruso is available tonight, and so is Patrick Williams. He's also available. Uh, the Grizzlies will have Ja Morant. There was some question uh, the last couple days whether or not Ja would play tonight. Ja Morant is available to play this evening uh, for Memphis as the Bulls take on the second-best team in the Western Conference and the trade deadline on Thursday at 2 o'clock. Uh, whether or not Bulls fans want this team to blow it up or to add, I don't think there's many pieces that could be added at the moment that could really enhance what this group can do at a high level. Could you add something or make a move for like a Jay, uh, uh, Jay Crowder and, and add a little depth, a little uh, stability as far as uh, defensive toughness to this team? Yeah, you could absolutely do that. But I don't think in the long run, a, a Crowder-type move at the deadline really sends this team into a top three, top four position in the Eastern Conference. And that's basically what this entire Bulls season, Bulls conversation is all about. This team is not good enough to be in the conversation that we were just having with Chase as far as the top three, top two teams in the Eastern Conference fighting for the NBA Finals, fighting to win the conference, fighting to get to an NBA Finals victory. Like, this team is just not good enough for that. But honestly... At this moment, I'm not sure what a a road out of this spot looks like. I I don't know what the path is from this point on. Well, the path is, and by all accounts, this is not what they're going to do, is you have to find a way to start over somehow. And like acquiring other assets that then you could flip for other assets. You know, like the standing pat is something we've seen for the last decade here with the last regime and now this regime. And it seems like, by all accounts, that that's what they're going to do this 
trade deadline again is that this trade line is going to come and go and you're going to hear rumors for jay crowder i've seen a rumor for mike conley i've seen a rumor for all these different point guards and it's like okay but are they a point guard away that's why when i said to chase yes the there's is there one like super strong contender in the east no the celtics have 38 wins the bucks have 37 wins the 76 have 34 the Cavs have 34 like they're all around the same right well those, those are the three strong contenders yes but my point is that even if you did something you're not being put into that conversation. Like, the Nets might fall off because they move on from KD after they moved on from Kyrie. Like, that's a different conversation. But the Heat's still better. I'd argue the Knicks are still better. The Cavs, the 76ers, and the Bucks and Celtics definitely are still better. So even if you add, you're not better. And by all accounts, those, those I've said by all accounts a lot for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, the, well, you're, like, you're a robot and you're stuck. In yeah, your I'm loop. stuck in a time loop. Yeah, yeah, but those why. teams aren't going anywhere. Like the Celtics aren't trading off pieces. The Bucks aren't trading off pieces. The 76ers aren't getting rid of dudes. The Cavs added. So like you need to do something to put yourself in a position to compete with that. And they haven't. And by saying we like this core, we like what DeMar does, and we like Levine, and we gave him a bunch of money, and we like Vooch, and we're taking offers for Caruso, but we haven't really seen a good enough offer yet because we're probably overvaluing him. Like, they're not going to do anything, and they're going to be stuck again, and they're going to be in and out of the 8th, ninth, 10th seed. They're going to make it into the play, and they're probably going to lose the play into a better team like the Hawks or the Knicks, or God forbid they fall far enough and the Pacers move up enough that they lose to the Pacers or something like that, which they, that shouldn't happen. Um, but if they don't make the playoffs again, what are you, what are those, what's the conversation going to be this offseason? Well, we just want to make sure everybody gets healthy again. Okay. By, by, from what I've heard, and what's been reported is Lonzo's still struggling to run. Like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. we're, still, we're just waiting for Lonzo to come back? Well, I, I don't think uh, Lonzo Ball really is going to take this team to a, a super high level either. You know, a healthy Lonzo Ball, are they better? Yeah. Are they still better than the top four teams in the East? No, they're not. They're not better than Cleveland. They're not better than Philadelphia, Boston, or Milwaukee. And, and so to your point, like, what are you really doing? And, uh, you know, another spot to watch, you mentioned uh, the situation in Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving is now with Dallas. And there's a story on ESPN.com today from Adrian Wojnarowski uh, saying in the aftermath of the Kyrie Irving trade, Brooklyn Nets star Kevin Durant has been uh, engaged in conversations with owner Joe Tsai and general manager Sean Marks on the direction of the Nets franchise and its ability to be a championship-contending team, sources tell ESPN on Tuesday. So let's see. Today's Tuesday, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we're coming on uh, 6.43 on Tuesday night, and the NBA trade deadline is Thursday at 2 p.m. About 40-some-odd hours. A left. lot can change yeah. by the time we get to the deadline. So Kevin Durant is having conversations with Joe Tsai, one of the most, uh, one of the richest people in the world mm-hmm. who owns the Brooklyn Nets, on what they should do as far as trying to be a championship contending team. If and when Kevin Durant realizes that that is not possible in Brooklyn, he's going to be available. That's how this works. Yeah. He will be available. Now, is it the best situation, the most perfect situation for the Bulls? I would say no to try and go and pursue a Kevin Durant trade. But if you were able to do something like that, at least you're moving the team in a, a progress forward to try and compete with some of these top-level teams in the Eastern Conference. And I think that's the problem. Is like every move you see, it all feels lateral. 
And, and the difference between the old regime with Gar Pax and AK and Mark Eversley is when they first got the gig, they went out and made moves to make the team better. And then it feels like they got comfortable, and now they're just waiting because they made their moves. They, they, they shocked everyone, right, in free agency a couple of years ago, landing Lonzo, getting DeMar in the mix, making that trade at the trade deadline for Vooch. They were making moves. They were making it happen. They were assembling a team. And then they got the team together, and now we're just waiting. And that's what feels like the old regime is because the old regime just waited. And they, they just figured that waiting would eventually beat LeBron. And that's not the case. That's not how it happened. And to me, you always have to be ready. And like we always heard from the last regime that they like they have these assets. They have these assets. Mm. They're gonna they're gonna like corner like when everybody else is paying too much money, they're gonna have these assets locked up Cap that space. people want, and they're gonna be able to spin these assets off for for picks or for better players, and it never actually amounted to anything. This team now doesn't have any assets. Like, you have the players on this team that people might want, and, like, Caruso's maybe one of them. Levine, maybe to the Lakers. But what do you... Like, if Durant comes out and says, I want to play for you, what do you have to trade? You have nothing. Well, yeah, you're right. You you don't really have much. And, And what you would have to do is you'd have to mortgage the future even more. But with that idea is that if you could land Durant... And maybe uh, there's a way to keep DeRozan. Like, okay, those are two all-star players, very good caliber players, and then you build off of that. Now, uh, of course, it's pie in the sky, and it's not likely to happen whatsoever. And at the moment, Kevin Durant's not available. Yeah. But like we were saying, a lot can change whoever. My point before is, we get to Thursday at 2 p.m. Insert disgruntled star here. Like, if you trade Levine at this deadline, and you've mentioned, we've talked about it here, how their record might not change. They might still be a 500 team if Levine's not on this team. But if you trade Levine to the Lakers for the 20, the for their first-round pick in the 20, 2027 and 2029, then you at least have two future firsts, right? That you could say, hey, here's three future firsts for Kevin Durant and or for whoever. Like you need to be ready. You need to position yourself to be ready for whatever's next. And right now they're not. And this team isn't good enough. And nobody wants these players except for maybe Caruso. And that's it. And it's frustrating because you need you have to be like, what if next year? What if next year? The Mavs decide to re-sign Kyrie, and he ends up not getting along with Luca. And Luca goes, "You know what? I want out." You have to be ready. You have to be ready for and, these and things. And I would imagine the odds on Kyrie uh, upsetting someone else and upsetting a new franchise is very likely. I would imagine before it's all said and done, he finds his way to LA. That oh, he and LeBron yeah. at some point will be teammates. Well, he's a free agent at the end of the year, so they could always just sign him or whatever. So that's fine. No, I know. And, and that's like, I I get that Dallas made a move to, and everything's good now. And, and Mark Cuban's out there saying, well, we have the best backcourt in the league and this, that, and the other. Well, when you lose in the second round this year and Kyrie is MIA in the playoffs, you're it's not going to end well. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, no matter who the team is, it's not going to end well. He is perfect. To, to be with LeBron in Los Angeles and to just ruin the Laker franchise. Yeah. The two of them, that's perfect for them. That should be their lot in life for the rest of NBA history. Running that franchise straight into the ground. 11th in the West, mm-hmm. missing out on the playing games. Mm-hmm. That's perfect for them. No one's going to be happy for it. But if you're the Bulls, you have to be ready for the next guy to be available. And if and when that becomes uh, Luka Doncic, you have to be ready. Yeah. 
or this whoever is, it is. This is supposed to be a world class franchise. Look, if, if you, the you Suns, have to be ready. If the Suns decide to break it up and they Devin Booker's out there, like you got to be ready. You got to be ready for that kind of stuff. And it, it all goes back to the uh, poor quality of play from those who are currently on the team. Mm-hmm. And first and foremost, that's uh, Zach Levine. You're the max player, and you don't play to the level that the contract is paying you to be the guy to lead the franchise. As we started this segment, I said the Bulls' best player is out tonight. That's DeMar DeRozan. Zach is playing tonight. DeMar DeRozan is out. The Bulls are facing off against the Grizzlies tonight. John Morant in the lineup for the Grizzlies. Bulls and Grizzlies in Memphis. So uh, we'll keep our eyes on that game as the the show goes on. And then also we have the trade deadline coming up on Thursday at 2 p.m. We have a good song of the night coming up next. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. It's Black and Abdallah. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Are you going to that don't give out free bread? I mean, not uh, not to just not to just people that are carrying out. Black and Abdallah, weeknight six a right here on ESPN one thousand, the ESPN Chicago app. So you have your soup. You warmed up your soup. Day two, Day super two. week. We have a budget this year. Shout out to Danny Zerman, our director of content here at ESPN one thousand, giving the Black and Abdallah show forty dollars for soup. I think Danny for, might need some for, soup for Super Week. Is he not feeling all right? That's what I've heard. Oh well, send some soup. Maybe I will send some up Maybe there. If he's, if he's well, he's not here right now. No, to his house. Oh, I'd have Northern to know. Suburbs. I'd have to know where he lives. You know, I don't you know can his address. We know people who know. That's fair. I do know people. Tell, who know. Uh, text your uh, your podcast partner. My podcast partner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The fight game. Yeah. Jordan, MMA podcast. Jordan knows. Yeah. He knows. All right. Do you want the soup today? We do yeah, a song you, of the night. Wait, are you doing the soup here? So what? tonight's soup. <laughs> last night was the uh, tomato bisque from Petterino's. Okay. Tonight, another bisque. Uh, going with the shrimp bisque from Catch 35, where Chicago meets the ocean shore. Oh, there's an ocean shore here, huh? Mmm. Mmm. Crunchy. The crackers or the soup? The oyster crackers. I put them in there. That's good. That's a real good bisque. Oh, man. That's a good soup. You got the shrimp in there, some vegetables. Oh, man. That's a good bisque. Mm. Is this a reasonable size for you now? That That's a much better cup of soup. Much better. Last night's was lame. It was small. It was dinky. Yeah. Uh, it was not filling whatsoever. I, I could see the disgust on your face. You didn't want to say it because you're afraid to, to besperch the... Uh, restaurant across the street but i said it for you it was a lame bowl of soup tonight that is a nice bowl Got of a soup. nice little chunk of shrimp that, right here oh yeah mm. let's mm. hear the, let's hear the chew there <laughs> that's good all right, man. there you go so that's day good. two of this soup. is much better all right so uh danny gave you a uh, 40 dollars mm-hmm. for super week mm-hmm. uh we are now down at, after two days what was the grand total at so the first one was six dollars and let me get the exact six dollars and fifty eight cents. Okay, and this one was seven dollars and seventy six cents, I believe. Okay, and so if you do quick math there, that's uh, thirteen, fourteen, and change. So we still have 
little about twenty six dollars left. All right, for and you three days of soup. Three more days of soup. Three more Super days week. Twenty six dollars. I think I might have to go into my own pockets. Really? Uh, for a little bit. Well, the, here's the thing. The budget's not no, enough. No. Here's the point of the budget, right? If I don't use all the budget, like if I only use thirty five dollars of the forty dollars, okay. next year he's going to say, "Well, you did it on thirty five last year." This way, he won't remember that. If I go, if I go over budget this year, I'm going to say, "Look, I went over last year, and I tried to be conservative." So, all right, next year I need a bigger budget. Okay. So, listen, I can figure this out. All right. So, so maybe it was uh, maybe it wasn't wise to spend the forty dollars also on boxer briefs. Well, no, Morning, guys. Since we year, since we bought a, a pair of. Tom Brady two underwear. Two Good morning, pairs. guys. We brought two pairs of so Tom we, Brady so underwear. So we try them on. They're in route. And, uh, and well, each were $20. $20. But see, I could factor that into this. It would be like last year you gave us $80, technically. Good morning, guys. Can we just have an $80 Super Bowl budget for whatever we want to use it on? I mean, that that would be some fancy, fancy suits. Oh, yeah. You I'd could be spend... getting bowls then, my friend, not just cups. Are you kidding me? Good morning, guys. Full-on bowls of soup. All right, Bleck and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We have the song of the night coming up next. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports.